Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Fairly alarmed here. <laughs> Welcome to MOTN Top 10, where we make those hard cuts in regards to some of the Nerdiverse's most cinematic questions, quandaries, and conundrums, as it were. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G, and I'm welcoming back to our little show, I would say five-time, five-time, five-time world champion. Five-time world champion! Five-time, five-time, Brian... Washington, I guess. Right? If, hey, if you want to use your government, bro. Right? Is that it? I mean, I guess they're going to come after me one way or the other. Hey, man. So. Have you ever drunk a soda? You got your DNA, bro. Oh, for the love. Don't Do say You ever that, give man. blood? You got Dude, your DNA, bro. Uh, no, actually. You know what? Really? And to be perfectly honest with you, the 2499 DNA kits... Ladies and gentlemen, it's please a, stop. It's a fraud, bro. Please don't do that because you were giving out all types of privacy-like information that you don't even know. Trust me, it's all about sales and marketing, unfortunately. So please, don't do it. Please stop giving away your DNA for twenty four ninety nine. And you can go look online, and there are lawyers who uh, who agree. So it's not just you know top ten hard cut podcast. I'm gonna save guy. you like seven hundred or whatever dollars. Look in the mirror. Are you, are you, are you white? Then you're white. Look in the mirror. Are you black? Then you're black. I just saved you 700 bucks. You can thank MOTN. You know, you can actually name one of your children after our show. We would greatly appreciate it. I got to tell you, we're in the depths of September, and that is one of the funniest things I've heard all year. <laughs> that's a, that's a quick pro tip like, from Mike G, wow, man. There you go. Mike G. Mike G's got it all. So what are we hard cutting today, Mike man, G? The hard cuts. It is, if you're listening to this, this is going to be the month of October, and, and around these Nerdiverse parts, October equals the spook stuff. Spooky, it's huh? It's spooky stuff, Spooky, man. spooky. The ghosts and goblins. I love trick-or-treating. Yeah, How about man. you? I am a trick-or-treater. I would do it now if it was socially acceptable, dog. I mean, it is socially acceptable in some communities not, for adults to go trick-or-treating. Not by themselves. That's weird. <laughs> it's just me out there. Well, I don't have no generally, kids. Generally, you know, if you're an adult going trick or treating, you get together with the friends who have kids but, and you uh, go it, out. There's no friends, dog. It's just me. I'm standing out front, looking like uh, <laughs> looking like Joaquin Phoenix in the in the Joker costume. Well, you know what? Well, that's what I'm looking like. And that's gonna call, it's gonna turn into a horror. Flick that's that's a hard quick, cut right bro. there. <laughs> it's a hard cut. Get this, get this large man out of out my yard, dog. But. <laughs> It being Halloween and we being in the mood to spooks you, we're going to go over our top 10 
horror deaths of all time. Horror deaths of all time. That Spooky is stuff, man. Not something that you normally see. You normally see top ten horror movies of all time. Yep, but yep. like actual deaths. The how death people scene. died or the scene itself. Yep. You know, I know Mike G is going to be bringing bringing the strain, so we're you know, not going to quantify it. You, it's than funny. That. I thought about this list for good and long because you have to list this deep in there's so many options so many millions of screams for the kitties and many millions of exploding heads and deca- and and dismemberments but you have to think about the ones that stuck with you the ones that gave you nightmares the ones that really bothered you are the ones that were just super cool putting together this list i would have to say that each one of these scenes have I can think of them now, and they're just, oh, yeah, it's like I, I just saw that. So, you know, I suppose that's what a horror movie is supposed to do, is disturb you yes. on a level to which it just stays with you. It just stays with you long after the movie says cut. You know, I might have forgotten to put together some honorable mentions. That's okay. I have plenty <laughs> here. Excellent. So if any come to mind, those will be your honorable mentions. Absolutely. I'll give you time to think about it. But that's how this works, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go over our 10. It's going to be Brian's 10, then my 10, all the way down to numero uno. And then we're going to shoot out about three or four honorable mentions because we love this stuff so much that we keep it stockpiled in large amounts in the bra- in the right center of our brains, I would say. Right center? The right center. All right. It's a little, it's a little off. It's a little it's like when you bowl, off, you have to, it has to be a little off center. If the you second wanna... arrow from the right. Exactly. I understand. Second star from the right, never ever land. Star, right. Pro tip, uh, Peter Pan is a demon, dog. <laughs> that's terrifying. I'd like to see a horse. He's, he's, he's actually Pan a demon. Just... That's, actually, that, you know what? He's a demon that takes the souls of, of passing children, dog. I'm going to, we're going to let this go. We're, we're going to let that like, rock hey, and go into our top what? 10. <laughs> We're going to let that rock and go into our top 10. So, uh, Dude, let me ask you, do yep. you find it hard to, to like the horrors of reality being mixed in with the horrors of film and cinema? I've got to get well, deep here for a quick second. You know, do you find it a hard line to blur? Every if you want to, if you, I really love it. I love that you brought that up because it is, it is a horror staple and it is something that is talked about by, people who analyze this stuff and dissect it, that all horror stems from some form of social anxiety. Throughout the ages, when horror movies were first created, what was it? It was tales from the old country, people coming from their from their lands to the United States warning you of the Babadook, the or, Babadook. or werewolves or vampires, you know, the zombies of the Caribbean. You know oh, I mean? yeah, absolutely. Two, you fast forward, where do slashers come from? What was going on at that time? You had Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy and uh, Zodiac Killer floating around. Anybody can kill you at any time. Uh, yes. So slashers were born, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Like all horror comes from some weird social anxiety. So real life is in every single film that we're going to talk about on some level because it has to be inspired by dread or pain or sadness or nervousness. I I imagine that's why it sticks with you. Ironically enough, these individual scenes. It triggers an animal part of your brain that can't help but be scared. 
We're simple creatures, man. It doesn't take much to scare us. Mike G dropping knowledge. Bamps. B A M P H F Z hard cuts. Hashtag it. Number 10. Brian. My number 10. Uh, family cult classic. Uh, 1984. Nightmare on Elm Street. Johnny's later <sighs> screaming, then blood just gushing. Pulsing. Out of the ceiling. I, um, ooh, I can tell you that is that was one of my honorable mentions. It is an honorable mention for you. It made my top ten, not because Johnny Depp, but because when you saw that scene, you were like, "What the f is this, yeah. bro?" Yeah, you never seen anything like <laughs> and, it before. And that I'm good. That's going to be a reoccurring theme for me throughout this list. Is each one of these scenes, for the most part, I was kind of like. Whoa! This you got my attention. Yeah, right off the back. So. Wes Craven, dog. Like, it's funny about how they filmed that scene is that they had the the whole room was built on a gyro. It was built on a swing. So whenever they they yelled um, action, they just spun the gyro and a in like a a pool of water was under the bed. So when they filmed it backwards, it looked like it was shooting up, but it was actually pouring down. Oh, fantastic. But the problem was is that the water got everywhere. It leaked out of the out of the enclosure. It uh fried electrical equipment. One guy almost died wow. because he was too close to the water. Wes Craven was like, Did we get it? Are you okay? Print. It's perfect. That's wow. how they filmed that. That's crazy. A lot of stuff that was in that original Nightmare on Elm Street was was cutting edge breaking you guys have to be insane to want to do that 1984 beautiful last year man absolutely hard cut number 10 mike hard cut number 10 dropping the knowledge knowledge today today, bro like my hard cut number 10 is a fairly newer movie but after seeing it it gave me nightmares for like a couple of weeks because it was really just it was the most anxiety filled moment i could think of (laughs) and it came at such a perfect time Unfortunately, I don't have these um, committed to date. Committed to date. Uh, let's just let this go. They get a lot of people right here, huh? Don't drink and drive coming off this road, man. I'm telling you. Rough. Rough. Okay, let's give him a second. I'm going to do a quiet five, and then I'm just going to say what my 10 is and just edit this out. Did I park? Yeah, I parked. My parking's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not fine. in red. No, you're fine. I'm fine. All right, I think he's done. So do a quiet five, and I'm going to say my 10. He's over there. Yeah. So my top 10 is Wreck. Wreck, the final scene. Have you ever seen or heard of Wreck? I have not. You may know it as um, there was an American remake that was done with Julia Carpenter. Uh, the name escapes me right now. Uh, but pretty much what it's about is it originally was a film made, I believe, in it's a Spanish film. And it was about a outbreak that happens inside of a, 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 a apartment building. And people in there are just trapped. They're trapped in the building. And something's going on that's making that some of the tenants of the building go feral. Like screaming, biting, 
go like like almost like rage zombies from yeah. uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, yeah. but it's not a virus; it's actual widespread possession. Oh my goodness gracious! And I have to see this. It's so cool. I have. Don't to see watch this. the remake. Watch the the original, the original Spanish ver- Spanish version. Oh yeah, the that, whole movie is a roller coaster. Fantastic. So. I can give away the final scene without ruining the movie because that's my top 10. Okay. The fi- so it comes down to them finding the progenitor of the possession. So this one person got possessed and it was so potent that it infected some of the weaker members of the building. So a newscaster, and it's all shot in point of view. A newscaster, some firefighters, and the rest of the tenants have to fight these in these possessed people. And the last person is in the attic of the apartment. The camera's broken other than like the internal light to light the, the, the face. So it's pitch black and you hear scratching on, on the on the walls and shuddering in the background. And the in the last person, the final girl, is stuck in the in the attic. You get a quick shot of whatever it is. It's this emaciated, like almost female body, but it's so shrunken, sunken in. That is almost inverse. Ghoul. It, thinks like, it looks like a witch from uh, Left 4 Dead. And it's just scurrying around. And she's playing cat and mouse with this thing in complete darkness. That and sounds absolutely terrifying. It's the best you. movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It and the last terrifying. scene is Homegirl. Get, all, you, all you see is the camera drop. You see, and it's right in front of her face. And you see her kind of clawing. And you see her jolt a little bit. Yeah, and she gets sucked into the darkness. And what year, what are, what are, what decade are we talking this on something like, like this? This was like 2000s. Oh, yeah, you did say it was a newer it's one, fairly huh? newer movie. All right, I'll have to check Made that out. Made the list, You dude. should absolutely put it on your list of things to watch. Wreck. Wreck. If I remember the name of the remake, it, you don't need to remember the remake. It wasn't that great. Watch the original, ladies and gentlemen. That thing is amazing. Cool. So what would you see would be your number nine? Number Hard nine. cut number nine. Hard cut number nine. Family fun movie, Resident Evil, 1996. Uh, <laughs> I know. You're laughing. I'm not laughing out of like out of like uh, teasing or anything. I love the original Resident Evil movie. Look, when the team walks into the laser room and you're oh, watching that for one. the very first time. That's a good one. And the laser comes out, man. And that dude, I cannot uh. remember his name. Yeah. He gets sliced into about 120 <laughs> zillion pieces in front of your yeah. face. It's, and it's, I was sitting in the theater, and I remember sitting there, and that happened, and I was like, whoa. It's such a good lead-up, because it slices a couple of people before it gets to Homeboy. The singular slices, up, down, horizontal, and it's this clean surgical laser beam that just eradicates or just melts through you. Yes. And you're with the guy, you're in your chair like... He sees it coming for him. And he's like, well, how am I going to juke it? Yes. Uh, he was ready because he was juking oh, it a couple yes, times. Yes. So it's like a really good buildup. I, f- I even forgot about that part. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he juked man. it like twice. Absolutely. He did the cool like chin lift where he, he lifted he, his whole body right. towards onto he thought he, the he thought he passed it. He thought he won. And that shit turned into a grid. And I was like, yo. Dude. And even he was like, fuck. That, yeah. And you just saw the look so, in the eye. The camera was dead. Yeah. Up, and you were like, oh, And shit. the music breaks right when the lasers oh. turn off. Dude. Uh, 
by far great death might scene. be the best scene in resident evil for me like the entire like trilogy yeah. that has been made of like I resident say, evil movies that, that first one is the best one that, it's the sure. only two is okay just because it has jill valentine in it but i'm biased because i love me some jill valentine jill, who doesn't love jill valentine? but resident That's evil the point. original was the best of those movies sadly Fantastic. Good one, man. I Thank totally you. forgot about Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Number nine, my Number G. nine, man. <laughs> this scene. Jeez Louise. This comes from a movie that was almost uh, required reading when I was in college in art school. Because I took a horror, um, a horror analysis class where we kind of broke down horror films there and you go. meanings and all that. In this series, the first three, mind you. In this movie, were groundbreaking. And my number nine is Dawn of the Dead. The elevator scene. The elevator scene. Choke on him. Choke on him. Choke on him. The whole movie is this weird allegory for just how brain dead people are in real life nowadays. You know what I mean? And the zombies infiltrate their... Cup, their comfortable mall that they've just been chilling in because there's nowhere else to go and you have infinite food you have infinite shelter it's fine right um i mean hello uh what's uh oh my goodness i'm losing it right now walking dead yes walking you dead. should have stopped season three at the prison when you had all the food because it shelter. makes no sense for them ever to leave why are shit? you leaving anyway back to your point yeah even if they're anyway we're getting off walking <laughs> uh, way off track anyway seriously but, yes. pisses me off you're, you're at the mall you're at the mall uh the bad guys infiltrate the humans always the humans causing trouble oh, which causes the zombies to come in uh your ragtag group of people are running towards the elevator everything seems fine elevator opens to about about 20 zombies stuck in one elevator just just ran in guy gets caught the actual zombies start to dig not they start biting him on his neck and arm but the majority of them go for his torso and start ripping up his torso and ripping uh, and pretty much disemboweling him in one clean shot and that was real meat that was big intestine. <laughs> yes, that was. Tom Savini was not Absolutely. playing. It was stuff off the crab service table and like pig guts. Absolutely. And, and bull You're intestine. talking 76. And they said. When it was real. And they said they were, when they were filming, it was like 110 degrees. Absolutely. And that stuff started to stink really bad and the cast were getting sick. But the scene itself is so perfect. It's such a cool scene to me because the guy just starts talking crap, you know? Yeah, so good. That's, That's my number nine. Number man. nine. Let me ask you, and just you know, personal preference: uh, Night of the Living Dead or Return? Uh, it's not fair. It's like you're asking me to pick my children, man. I mean, Return is pretty damn legendary. I'll say this: classic. one of those is on my list. Oh, you get your answer then. Okay, excellent. One All of right. those are on my list. And that's- Hard cut number eight. Hard cut number eight, man. Um, you had a movie that I had not heard of. I'm going to hopefully give you a movie you have not heard of. It is a little Stephen King horror classic called Storm of the Century. Ooh, back in I've heard of that. Never seen it. Oh, never seen it. Know of it. I come from a snowy place, and this movie is a four-hour-long marathon Ooh. of 
just a little small town in Massachusetts being locked in the snow and Andre Linoge, Linoge comes yeah. for a visit. And his first appearance as the movie opens, his first appearance, you have no idea what's going on. Guy walks up, knocks on the door, woman answers. Guess what? He teleports like his little like stick, picks it up with the little dragon's head and just clubs the shit out of this woman <laughs> and she's just dead. And again, you were 30 seconds into a movie yeah, let's and go. you were like, let's what go. is going on, man? Yeah, man. Like, let's go. And I want to say it was born in dust, turn the rust. Yeah. Born in sin. Come on in. That's crazy. Dude. Absolutely check out this movie, especially when it's cold. Get yourself some good comfort food and settle in. It is a quiet, dialogue-driven Stephen King freaking classic. Oh, man. I'm going to have to check this Hard out. Cut I've eight. seen a lot of uh, Stephen King stuff. In fact, a Death is on my honorable mention for one of those. I'm going to have to check that out. He actually will be making another appearance on my list as well. Sounds about right, man. You can't go wrong with King, dude. So, hard cut number eight, Mike G. Hard cut number eight, man. And I made this list, and I figured like some of these may not may not count as horror, <laughs> but the scene still disturbed the hell out of me nonetheless. This kind of sort of when I when I heard a certain actor receive certain a certain role in a certain movie, watching this film cemented me, it cemented my interest in seeing them play this role i'm talking christian bell i'm talking american psycho i'm talking the chainsaw scene classic you know what i'm talking about absolutely classic i mean the most neurotic nutty thing i've ever seen in my life i don't that was christian bell like that's where he arrived people yeah oh what? Who's this dude? They were man? saying he's going to be Batman, and I saw this before I heard that news, and I was like, "Fine, you can do it. He can do Bruce Wayne. He can do. He can do Batman. He can do insane. He, he had can do himself stoic. a good time in that movie. American Psycho is such a. A lot of people when I say that don't even know what I'm talking about. It's disturbing. It's such a disturbing, disturbing. movie because it's all inter- it's all an internal monologue to the nth degree. And when we talk about breaking like reality, like yeah, I mean, what's real? What isn't? Did that scene actually happen? And to name what the scene is is that uh, Jason Bateman is that his name? Yeah, Jason Bateman is, is dis- discovered he has a taste for carnage and for murdering, and he murders his best friend Jared Leto. Funny enough, is plays the Joker later on. That's a funny little quinky dink. He axes him to death while listening to Whitney Houston, which is such a disturbing scene, all into itself. <laughs> but the scene, the scene I'm talking about is that he's um, he's having a huh? I forgot about Whitney. It's such so weird, yeah. dude. He's having some fun with a woman of the night, as I would say. Huh. I would say it as politely a as professional possible. Professional woman, hey man, she's professional. She's lady. out there working. I don't, if anyone, Brian, six zero eight four three two. Find your boy. Dude. <laughs> Anyway. He's, a, he's in the northern <laughs> quadrant of the nerdiverse. Anyway, go, oh, go on. But um, <laughs> she starts running down this. They're in like this beat up old, uh, old like apartment building, and she's running downstairs. And Jason, ba- and Jason, Jason Bateman is running butt naked 
blood blood all over him from killing the first girl in like tennis shoes, socks, and a chainsaw, right? He's just revving it and screaming, running down the hall. And she gets all the way to the bottom floor. And the part that gets me is where he stops and starts aiming the 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 chainsaw over the balcony to, to get it just right. Oh yeah, man, you gotta aim up. Yeah, he aims it up. You gotta aim up, and he just that lets it fly. So the first and it, it flips all the way down, maybe like three or four stories, and hits Great. her dead at her back. Great, scene. and it's such a juicy cut where it's just. And then he just screams, gotcha. He just goes, ah. <laughs> so nuts, man. Like, I, think, I, couldn't with that, I couldn't with that movie, man. I was thinking about this in, in sections of categories of types of deaths. And Chainsaw did not make it, even though I want to say that there's a chainsaw scene that I've seen quite recently where someone got chainsawed in the back. Someone threw a chainsaw. And it just flipped, flipped, flipped. And I was uh, just like, whoa, holy shit. Another, that, was, that was amazing. Another like, God tier chainsaw scene is running man where that fucking guy falls and sits on a chainsaw and he's just he's just screaming and you hear it in his voice because uh, it's it's just burning through his, his body if man. that won't stay with you i don't know what will man right. that's a hashtag hard cut right there hard cut gnarly scenes and movies you didn't think you would find them man what's your hard cut you're number seven. Number seven, 1996, Drew Barrymore getting gutted and on scream. Can I shake your hand? Yeah. Because my number seven is 1997, <laughs> uh, Demi Moore. I'm sorry, not Demi Moore. Um, Drew uh, Barrymore getting gutted. Scream. Scream. That's my number seven. Number seven? That's my number seven. Number seven. Let's talk about it together. Hey, hey that's, a, that's like a trifecta. Like what year did that come out? 1991? 96. 96. I said 97. 97. 1996. 96. That opening scene. That opening scene. Of Scream. Again. Godlike. Like, you can't get any better than that. No one saw any it, of that coming when that phone rang. Oh, no one saw so, any of that coming. It was and, like... It was like seeing Psycho for the first time. Right. And it's something you wish you could just watch, watch again, again for, for the, the first, first time. time. Absolutely. It's so good. Absolutely. The subtleness, the slow burn, the conversational oh, yeah, dialogue, the back, the dialogue and back and forth. Oh, um, what's your name? What you're wearing. He's like, so I can know who I'm looking at. It's like, what? He's like, what? What? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. What's your favorite scary movie, right? Oh. Before it was satirized, before a scary movie came out and made it a joke, the ghost face was general. What the ghost face costume was actually frightening. Everywhere. When this movie came it out, everywhere. Like, like, I guess it probably would have been the fall of 96 or 97. You wanted everybody was, was ghost face. For Halloween. Seriously. Like, it's one of the most, it is the latest and most iconic horror look of. Of this generation. That's amazing. Out of all the movies and all the scenes we, in the world. Number seven. Number seven. Lucky number Lucky seven. Lucky number seven. Scream. Scream. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Did you know there's an extended cut of that where they hold on her shot where she's in, where she's gutted? Oh, my goodness. It holds for like another 45 seconds. No, I don't and think And that I've 45 seconds that. is all the t- time Drip. in the world. Because it just... And it starts p- pouring out, and the mom is screaming in the background. Oh my goodness! Because in, in the in the cinematic cut, it's like a second. You see, boom, 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 and you you see it, but you're not holding it. In the uncut version, it holds. It's a slow crawl for like 45 seconds. You see the guts spilling out slowly, dangling. Mom is just screaming in the back of your head. Yes. 
my best God. opening, one of the best opening scenes of a uh, horror movie, like right. ever. Horror movie. Hard not God. ready. I mean, nice, nice work, Mike G. That was that was excellent, dude. If you like, if you like what you're hearing today, head over to the Patreon. Head over to Patreon. Give us a couple of ducats. Make us sound better, so we can give, so we can give you better content. I mean, for that's the at love of God. God, God bless. Number seven. Wow. Hard cut number, number six, six. Then I hard guess. cut number six. What's your number six, man? Alex Winter, 1987. No, don't eat it. <laughs> when he gets stuck by the Frog Brothers in the Lost Boys, oh. and blood just starts going everywhere. Uh. <laughs> we're talking about the Lost Boys, man. Fantastic scene. We had built up to something of that nature. The vampires pissed him off. It started the third act. Yeah. I mean, that stays with me. That I movie, love it. It's so fun. It is that movie makes a hard turn, dude. Because it's kind of like funny. It's kind of it's it's kind of tense in certain parts, but then it just becomes a siege movie. It's Death by Stereo, tense, dude. man. Dude, Death by Stereo. It's like, the best line of any movie Kiefer ever. Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Like Jason Patrick. As Michael. The ha- the 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 Man. Corys, dude. The Corys were excellent in that if, movie. If you if you've not seen the Lost Boys, if this is not on your radar because you're of a please younger watch the Lost Boys. Go back. It, it, it holds up so you well. You like look at it. You're like, is this is this going to be kind of comedic and funny and maggots and Chinese food? But man, it all takes of a, a sudden, hard left. You're like, I am, I am. And these vampires, of vampires are, are <laughs> these vampires are generally frightening. Frightening from the way they're shot with that right. that, that uh, ah. Sam Raimi esque so camera good. of the of them flying down on oh, people. Yeah. So good. The music. Everything, the music, everything's iconic about that movie. People are strange when you're a sh- another great opening to a horror. Great movie. Great opening because it's just showing like California. You're like oh, when you're strange, you start seeing weirdos and like and like graffiti art and buildings and it's and then vampires. And then van- yeah, what, worst uh, thing about Santa, uh, where is it? Santa Barbara? Where is it? Where is that city called? Uh, I thought it was S Santa? Nito or something? No, I was like Santa. Oh, I don't have that. Hard nerds gonna punch me in the throat. Go yeah. ahead and put that in the comments, ladies. Put that gentlemen. in the comments. Let hard us know. Cut number six, Mike G. Ooh, hard cut number six, man. <laughs> this is one that bothered me for a while because it was so cleverly shot that I had to watch it three or four times when it first happened because it's kept getting me. Like I would watch it immediately after, and I would still get a jump. I was like, "How is this happening?" It's like it's so well, so well done. This is John Carpenter's "The Thing," the blood test scene. Uh, you're gonna have to remind me of that. John Carpenter's "The Thing," one yeah. of the best horror films of all time. You know the you know the concept of the. Of I the am thing, fam- right? familiar. Correct. You're an Arctic base, bunch of dudes, just hanging out. Uh, a husky just starts running out of the out of the whiteness of the snow with two helicopters chasing it. Why are these helicopters chasing this husky? <laughs> People screaming, "Don't let that dog into your house, dude!" Turns out it's an ancient alien that can replicate itself to look like anyone. Memories, um, um, body language, but if you trigger its defense mechanism, it becomes pure horror and teeth. And guts and tentacles and viscera. And this scene is all the suspense and tension. Because nobody knows who the thing is until it's too late. Until, until it's you're too either late. assimilated or it retaliates. 
You don't know. So everybody's like, is he the thing? Am I the thing? We don't know. I may be the thing. Shoot, Brian. This is why we don't, I don't this is why I leave before nighttime, though. <laughs> yeah, you may you try really to get know. Mike G, dog. Right. But they figured out a way to figure out who's the thing and who isn't. And it's a blood test where they take a thing in your blood and they figured out that this creature is on a cellular level. And if you attack even a cell of its whole, it'll just freak out. So all the remaining guys are in a are in a chair, tied up. And they're systematically checking every single person with a with a level of the rhythmic precision that drives you crazy. And the guy who you think is not the thing turns out to be the thing. And it's this crazy reaction shot where Kurt Russell has the the petri dish of blood. And he's like, I know you, I know you were back there, Charles. That's why I'm gonna check you last. And he does the little test in it, and it goes, Wee! <laughs> and the blood turns into a monster, and the guy just starts shaking. And he starts like his face rips apart and tentacles are flying out of his throat. And he starts freaking out and all the guys in the chair are like, get me the fuck out of here. John Carpenter, classic, John Carpenter. Right? The thing levitates and just grabs onto the ceiling, eats a guy and just, it's amazing. And you know you're dealing with something more powerful than you. At that point, it's like, we should just all die. Like, it's it's not going to be, it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> We're all going to die. It's going to be a rough day. <laughs> None of us are taking this out, man. That's funny. That's where you just accept fate when you see some crap like that. Like, my pew gun is not going to do it, man. Well, I definitely appreciate me some John Carpenter. And when you mentioned Alien, no aliens made my list here today. No aliens made? And, you know why? Because aliens... Frankly, aliens are terrifying. You know, because Alien is a fairly bloodless movie. Actually, Alien did make my list. Sorry. Moving on. Good spoilers, everybody. Spoiler alert. In that case, are we on your number five? We are on number five. Um, yeah, man. Also, another historic scene, 2006's Final Destination 3. Which one? Which part was that? That is when the two chicks go into the tanning bed. Oh, yeah, and, they, and their bodies melt? Dude, and they're like yeah. in the tanning bed, and then the door, the thing locks because it drops off, and then the water hits the tanning bed, and then the tanning bed starts like, like cooking trying, them. Literally cooking them. I come from a place where, let's just call a spade a spade, where a lot of people tan. Yeah. I am not one of those said people that <laughs> tan. Yeah. Um, the thought of being fried to death in a tanning bed. Yeah. I don't understand why it actually does not happen more in reality because it seems like it something. probably does. Man. When I, I mean, when you get hush, in an man. oven, but I digress. But when you get in an oven, that's what's going to happen. That scene has always stuck with me. I'm a yeah. big fan of the Final Destination franchise. Yeah, as corny as they may be. Yeah, um, some fantastic deaths in there overall. But uh, generally speaking, that death of the two chicks. Frying the death in the tanning bed screaming. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hard man. cut number five. Hard cut number five, man. You this is a movie that you've mentioned earlier, funny enough. I just haven't really said anything about it. And funny enough, if it wasn't for if it wasn't your scene, I had to choose between your scene and my scene. And my scene stuck with me a little bit more. Not that to take anything away from that pool of blood, that mess is insane. But the scene that jacked me up was the opening Tina Death in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, classic. Where she's in the lair of of Freddy, which is the weird industrial pipes, and it looks orangey brown. And 
basement you know, of a school. Basement I of a school. Always felt like you know what I mean. You get that John England acting. And the part that gets me is her boyfriend runs in and he's in the corner of the screen. The the sheets fly off of her. She gets the scratch on her chest that opens her up. In you feel like it's about nine o'clock in the morning. No, maybe like two o'clock in the morning. She gets up and she levitates and flips. And it's all this is before CG. But the boyfriend's in the shot. So how did they do that? And my little Mikey brain who couldn't understand like how this because that's how I deal with horror. I see it on a technical level. How did they do that shot? What's that? How what makeup are they using? That's how I deal with it. So I'm not so scared. And what scared me the most <laughs> is that I couldn't figure it out. Uh. And even to this day, as much I, as much trivia I know about Nightmare on Elm Street, I still don't know how they did that shot. Some kind of rotating wire or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's still one of my favorite death scenes of all time because it's it's so intimate. You know what I mean? You're in your bed. That the safest place on earth. Entire movie is. You're just dreaming. That's one of the reasons it's why so it's terrifying. Because it's and, like, it gets but, you at the most. Imp- I mean, straight know? up through Dream Warriors, you're talking about Freddy was on point as one of the like most Scar- terrifying. Like it, He was so scary, they had to make fun of him. Like, they had to make him a joke because he was so terrifying. The ghost face situation. I'm glad you mentioned it because I've been waiting on this. I got a story about you. You guys all know that had me scared as hell. He come to me at night after I call in the bed. He's birthed up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. But even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. He's home when I'm awake and he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe it. There's a nightmare on my street. Uh, anyway, you know I've been waiting on a time to do that. That's so the pinnacle of go. Halloween, though. There, there you go. We just did it. Absolutely. We just beat Halloween. Can we just stop recording now? Uh, yeah, we think we're done. I think we're done. We're done. I'm done with life, though. Jeez, man. Well, call, please. I'll sweep floors or something. Yeah, I don't man. know. Whatever. We'll get it. You know, put us on Yo MTV Raps, though. <laughs> What's your number four, my good man? Hard cut number four. Georgie, it. Opening scene, Which Stephen one? King, when the, he gets pulled into the grave. The remake? After following. No, oh, the, the original, yeah. 1990. I Georgie. still have yet to see the, the original, but he followed the paper boat down, and you're going, oh, boy, following the paper boat in the yeah. rain. This is sweet. Uh, hello. Yep. You're like, what? what? What is this? And it's a clown, and I am not scared of clowns. But when Georgie sticks his arm in there, and yep. those Teeth pulled back on Pennywise. You're, that always you're, got me, dude. Ooh, man, I was terrified is, of Pennywise. Is, no, why? Because no he gun. had those scenes where his <laughs> teeth became just monster teeth. Yeah, and it was unexpected. That's what I completely it terrify me. And it's it, all these happened at the beginning of the movie for me. Yeah. It's like you know what I mean. I I don't know, but the, that's ooh. the trick to a good horror movie. You hit him hard in the beginning. You hit me hard. Hit him hard at the end. Good stuff, man. Hard cut number four, Mike G. <laughs> number four. It's funny. Singing Will Smith wore me out. That's anyway. right. Hey, it would have wore me out too, bro. This is going to be chill cast from here on out. Uh, just to say, this movie is the it's probably the most influential horror movie ever for me. But the scene is is it's great, but it's not number one. But it may, it's definitely above top five. And that's Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Clive Barker. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus wept is the part that made me obsessed with Hellraiser because 
I've never seen anything like it in my entire damn life. So good. And they have a hard time reproducing anything. So they allude to it at the very beginning of the movie. Because the very beginning of the movie, you're in the Leviathan. or You know, you're in the, the Cenobite realm. And they show you, you him putting pieces of a face together. You're like, what? what is that supposed what to be, man? What is this? And you don't get nothing about it until this scene where Frank is... You know, been eluding the Cenobites because he escaped hell or whatever dimension they're from. They don't necessarily say oh, they're demons. Man, I want one of those boxes so bad. Yeah, go for it, man. Pain or pleasure, indivisible, indivisible, man. Whatever you need. Right? I have such sights to show you. Oh, terrible. Yeah, you go you explore space as a pain, as a pain priest. Right? But they, they, and of course, the signature weapon for the Cenobites and for Pinhead. Is the chains, the, the, the death chains, as we used to call them. They just rip into your skin. Small rips. Very small. Very tears, little lady. cuts. Duh. Very little cuts. A lot but, of chains. But they, Frank really pissed them off because he escaped. He it is like the worst that. S&M ever. Yeah, man. Right. It hurts so good. Duh. Yeah, no. Like, the worst S&M experience what messed ever. messed me up as a kid is that he was smiling. He, he was loving it. Dude. Hellraiser's twisted. And, and what's crazy is... is Hooks latch onto his face, like seven hooks, right? All into his bone, his his flesh. And the music just shuts off. It's a quiet moment. And he's and all you hear is the chains. And Frank goes, Jesus wept. And he starts smiling. And you just hear an explosion of pool because the Cenobites explode his brain and rip his face apart. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And his flesh flies everywhere. So it makes me think that the beginning of the movie was after the end of the movie. It was the Cenobites gathering his face at the very end ah, of the movie. There you go. Once once Kirsty escaped the Leviathan and everything was set back to normal, the Cenobites were cleaning up their house and putting face and putting his face back together as a as a a post more as a kind of a post was it a prelude or is it a, it's called a prelude? Prelude. A prelude of the film. Yeah. That's so smart. I just thought about that right now. I've loved Hellraiser since I was a kid. This podcast has such sights to show you. I, I've molded it into my life and I've just learned something new about it just by thinking about it more. Hellraiser is the gift that keeps on giving. That's it, kind of the point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite pleasures. Ugh. Freaking terrifying. We're about to hit number three, my good man. Number three. Uh, number these three. hard cuts actually become a tad bit easier because yep. these last three literally have stuck with me my yep. entire life. Yep. And my number three is Linda Blair, Jason Miller, Dr. Damien Caress, 1973. The Actresses. almost bro. made my list. The Actresses. It's towards the end of the movie. It is the end of the movie. And it's the absolute end of the movie. And and I'm not gonna say that it's the most terrifying scene ever because it absolutely is not. But after what you've been Been through through. watching this this masterpiece of just oh my god. Like I never want this to happen to me. I never want this to be a problem for me. (laughs) It makes you afraid that shit was gonna happen. Linda Blair possessed um, by Pazoo. Pazuzu. Pazuzu. There you go. And, it's um, a true name. 
towards the end, you have no idea how, how Jason Miller's going to get out, Damien, the priest, and priest is holding him, go away, away. Get and, out. Uh, get you out. know, after a bunch of, the Christ compels you, the Christ yep. compels you, a bunch of just drama. Um, Azuzu, Pazuzu, takes over the priest. And the priest historically or uh, heroically turns around and somehow throws himself, the, throws himself down uh, these old like 1970s stairs. Strawberry froze forever, man. I mean, these, once these things froze over, you, you were know probably what? close to breaking your neck anyway. That's, so. You know what? You mentioned it and that's why it was off my list is because the death itself. It's not that monumental, but it's what you've gone through. What you've gone through. Through the whole movie that builds up to that moment. You're just exhausted. You're exhausted. But for me, and I've watched that movie literally well over a hundred times. Yeah. For me, what, 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 what are you going to do? What are you going to do? This this demon is wrecking shop. Stop, whatever you want. It, and it's like. Yeah, it, unless it wants to leave, it's not it, going anywhere. Right. And so for that to be the ending for me, I'm like, you know, that's a solution I didn't see coming. Nope. Good on you, Good bro. on you, bro. <laughs> On you. you won. Yeah. In death, you, you won. You won. So um, that is my number three. And like I said, they become easier for me. Guys, I'm going to do something that is against the rules. And MLTN, I'm going to have to probably pay some kind of weird penance. But I'm doing a live swap of my number three. What? Live swap. Live swap. I'm pulling an honorable mention. Live swap. A live, live swap. 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 What swap. the hell is a live swap? A live swap <laughs> is where you're looking at your list and you look at a number three. And for the same reason I just said, it's I'm going to leave it in my honorable mention. So you'll get you get to hear my true number three later. But my number three for now is Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, The Cat Attack. Tales from the Dark Side, 1990s. Yeah, so. it's been a yeah. while, man. The just like your, attack. just like your uh, Storm of the Century. Okay, three three stories. Yes, I think by three different directors. Uh, this one is called, frankly, the Cat from Hell. And the story goes that there's an old, rich, Mister Burns-looking dude who hires an assassin to kill a cat, <laughs> a high-ranking super assassin to kill a cat. Apparently, I'm going to give you the short and skinny of this, is that the guy is a pharmaceutical juggernaut. And he's been testing a, a drug called Dormal G or something like that. And in the process of making it, he had to euthanize 10,000 cats in testing to get it right. And that Satan himself has brought his general, the cat, to exact revenge. For all his little cat buddies. And this cat has worked its way through his entire family to get back at this old man. And so as as everyone else is dead, all all of his sister has been killed by the cat in one way. Cat they tripped over the cat while going down the stairs, broke their neck. Cat slept on top of their face, suffocated. Cat got out of its trap, got out of his little container while the guy was driving. Scratched him up while he was driving. Guy crashed his car, died. The cat keeps coming back to the house. So the man hires an assassin. I will pay you $50,000 to kill this cat before I get home tonight. And I want its tail so I can throw it in the fire and watch it burn, is what he says. Yes. And the assassin's like, you're bullshitting me. This is stupid. I'm not, you're wasting my time. I'm a, 
I'm a, I'm an international spot. I'm an international assassin of mystery. Mm. Cat jumps in his lap. Boom. And you see the old man back up. He's like, and the guy's like, I can do it here now if you want. All I have to do is grab his little neck and crack it. And he grabs the cat's neck. The cat does a berserker barrage, spins in the guy's lap, scratches up his whole arm and runs off. He's like, you little piece of shit. And he's like, it begins. I'm going out of town. I'm going into town for the night. Have the house to yourself. Cat needs to be dead by morning. To give you just a little backdrop on what the movie, what this episode's about. And, the, and this guy fights the cat all night. Uses all his weapons. Sniper scopes. He, he aims at the cat. Somehow he misses. He's like, I don't miss. <laughs> cat keeps eluding him. The final act of the movie, the guy, it gets the cat gets a drop on him. Does a does a Wolverine, you know, like like tornado claw on his face. Scoom, hits him right in his chest. The guy's starting to freak out. He's screaming with his mouth open. The cat's meowing at him. Cat jumps in his mouth, crawls down his throat, and falls asleep in its stomach. Splits his lips open, gives him a, a Cheshire grin, and falls asleep in his gut for the night. Old man comes home. It's morning. Guy's laid out in the front, the foyer of the of the mansion. Gut bloated, right? Old man is like, what happened? Oh, geez, it got to you too. Cat wakes up, climbs out of the guy's throat, jumps on the old man's lap, gives him a heart attack. He dies. The last scene of the movie is the cat cleaning himself with the blood of the man who he just crawled out of. Man, you see, this is why I have a cat. Best scene, one of the best horror deaths of all time. That is death by kitty. I mean, if you were to write that down, someone's just going to be like, "What? What is this? What tells from the dark side?" The movie, dude. That's not. It's not even the best. It's not. It's not even one. That's not even the best tale of that movie. I actually one of the best anthologies of all time. I actually remember that car scene when you said that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the rest of any of that, but I do remember seeing that car scene. That's a Mortal Kombat fatality. Uh, (laughs) It's it's nuts. Cat. The cat jumped down the dude's throat, fell asleep in his in his intestines, (laughs) woke up, crawled back out. Guy's face is just mannequined and puppeted. Uh. It's the grossest thing in the world. It gave me nightmares. Didn't want a cat for years. <laughs> what year is this movie? This was like 1992, 1995 right. or something like that. All right. Second best anthology movie to Creepshow. That's my number write three. that one down, ladies and gentlemen. That Check was, that out. What did I call that? That was a... Uh, uh, that was a live swap. Live swap, ladies. Live swap. These are going to happen often, but it would be a disservice not to have this on that list. Uh-huh. Have, to, have that on this list. Live swap. Man, what's your number two, man? Number two. Um, my number two is an alien. And when the alien pops out of, <laughs> I don't know, dude. And that's Alien from 1979. Yeah, man. Yeah. Coming in, it's oh, God. Alien or any of that. It's like, oh. alien. Oh, I'm having dinner. Oh, hey, you're feeling better. I'm feeling Everybody's better, feeling good. It's, 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 it's clowning around, dude. All of a sudden, back. dude starts like gyrating, vibrating. And, and, and like, it's not good. And when they lay this dude flat out and you're on a spaceship, which is cool in itself, but all of a sudden, a live being exits someone's chest. You know what? It's it's a bad day. Pro tip about it's that a movie: bad day. They didn't tell the staff that was going to happen. Oh, that's that makes it even the, better. When homegirl freaks out and goes, "Oh God!" That was her real life reaction because they were like, 
really what's going to happen? Like they knew they knew he was going to die, but they yeah. didn't know. But they didn't know how. I, they kept it a secret. That's that's amazing. And everybody on set was just like, "What the? F- what?" Because the problem is, is that it, it's not a clean bust. No, that's the just that's went, the terrifying then part about that it. Would be fine, but it's a slow. It works its way out. It it chucks out. It and looks like that, it hurts so much. You see much. a pop goes, and it's a noise. It's it's, it's oh, not God. loud. It's just like this. It's a dull yeah. punch. Yeah. And you see the you see the mouth imprint on the shirt as the blood turns red, uh, as the shirt turns red, and you just see everybody. In the whole rest of the movie, you're just wrecked. Wrecked. What is Your this whole, thing? And it just keeps changing. You never get a good shot of the damn thing. Alien. I can Alien watch Alien is all the time. Top three horror movies of all time. If I turn Alien. on the news one day and an actual alien has like landed on this planet, I am going to bleep my pants, bro. Yeah. Like seriously. Unless that thing comes down looking like a Vulcan, I'm straight. If you want to put... I would put an alien against Superman, bro. And I mean, he yeah. has the X-ray vision, but it's a fucking alien. I don't like, and, Z- and I, that's just one. I don't you, like xenomorphs because they're, they're they're damn near impossible to get rid of. Acid blood? What are you doing? Acid with that? blood? What are you doing with that? What are you going to do with that? Hive mentality can replicate with damn near anything. Uh, hard to. I'm kill. straight. Can you, imagine, can you imagine if a xenomorph somehow impregnated a rhino or a gorilla, fucking shark? Somehow, what would it beat the Meg? Nothing beats the Meg, dog. Nothing beats Godzilla can't beat the Meg, dog. Hard cut number two, Mike G. Hard (laughs) cut number two. I've I would I would call myself something of a horror film aficionado, right? I love horror, loved it since I was a kid. But this movie still gives me damn nightmares to this day. Still makes me think twice when I when I shave. When I take a shower, when I get out the when I get out the tub, and it's the most startling opening I've ever seen in a film, other than my number one, and that's Candyman. The opening Candyman scene. It's 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 a jump scare, mind you, but it's a well built up jump scare, similar to The Ring, or yeah. not on this list, or uh, Scream. You know, if you say his name five times in the mirror, mm-hmm. he'll breathe on the back of your neck. Right? Oh, oh, that's oh, nonsense. Yeah. Why do that? Lights are on in the bathroom. Candyman. 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 And it's just the slow burn of that. Yeah, I'm like, please don't no say time. that five times. We don't need that the here. The second she says Candyman the fifth time, you're expecting it to be a jump scare? Candyman. Nothing happened. Scare. That's what we're expecting. But no. The second she says Candyman, the lights go out. Katie Man's right behind her and guts her right there. Yeah. From groin to gullet, as he would say. Mm. And that shocked wrecked <laughs> my young brain and has caused irreparable cerebral damage to Mike G. And to be honest, that's one that could be messed again. So if you've not seen you've Candyman. Seen, Candyman is a beautiful. It will mess you it's, up. It's scary. It's beautiful. It's yeah. the architecture, the direction, the story. Candyman's one of my favorite horror films of all time. It's one of my favorite series. It's one of the better series of all time. We are getting a remake, too. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to go back to that uh, 1992-ish. It, it is the best visceral. urban horror film. Oh, urban for sure. Film. In the hood. For sure. I mean... With that with that fear. I, I don't... I have horror films, uh, but like 
Brooklyn and Vampire was about the only one I could no. think of. Anybody. You think about like <laughs> you think about like black yeah. folks. You think about like urban legend. You think yeah. about like urban life. It, it's the worst urban legend on film. Candyman. You say it five times. There's nothing much you can do about it. No. It's he's going. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming for you because you're an idiot. And, right. And you you know better said. than to do that. It's just like just like he said with the ring. They like don't turn freaking tape on. Just don't man. turn the they tape like, on, man. They, they just don't turn. People the tape tell on. people tell you when people die when they watch it. Don't turn it on. Correct. Your don't say Candyman. What your dumbass do? Turn it on. Don't say Candyman. Now he's here, and your freaking groin is gone. Done. He took it home with him. It's his now. Great scene. Great scene. Still think about it to this day. We're at number ones, man. We are at the number one, and my number one is also my number one. Number two, I don't know. It switches between the hour. Number one or two favorite horror movie of all time. And the scene is David getting eaten by a werewolf in 1981's American Werewolf in London. I'm so happy you said this movie. It is such a vicious visceral scene. There, this werewolf is tearing the living shit out of this dude, man. John Landis, man. There's just nothing he can do about it. He had it it in him. The most terrifying... And I'm I'm afraid of dogs to begin with. Straight up. So the last thing you you want is to have a large werewolf just literally biting at you, and you're you're There's done. Nothing you can do. There is nothing. It's you, already it's like inside you. A freaking dinosaur, yeah. like, on top of you. You're. you're what are you gonna do? Dude. There's no gun. Uh, no. There's no weapon. Nope. You're just you're just screwed. Nope. You better hope you have one silver, just, like plated, like body. You better armor. hope you die. Uh, if he, you live, you become the werewolf of David London. did not die, unfortunately. Oh, because his stupid homeboy kept dude, him as the undead. You know what I mean? That's a rough life. That's a werewolf rough, is a rough deal no matter how you do it. It's a rough go, man. Because he, he would have died if his homeboy would have. If his homeboy died too, they both would have just went to heaven. And that's it. But if his homeboy lived, nope, trapped stuck in, in limbo, purgatory bro. until your, boy, your homeboy dies. And werewolves can live forever. Trapped in limbo. Love that it's a movie. raw deal, man. Love that scene. Go back and watch it. Griffin it's... Dunn as he slowly <laughs> it... starts to deteriorate. Right. And to give you another one, uh, another scene in that movie that is also visceral is when he's turning into a werewolf for the first time. You know, you, they've well, you... never reproduced that werewolf okay. scene. It's ever. 2018. Yeah. This was made in what, like 1970? That was 1981. There has never, with all the CG and all the industrial lights and magic, has there ever been a transformation scene? No. About anything? No. Werewolf, vampire, the fly, nothing beats no. this transformation scene in American Werewolf in London. It's visceral. You can feel every second of it. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah. Rick sure. Baker, ladies and gentlemen, one of the best makeup artists of all time. He's one of the top 10 people that um, I look up to. There. Rick Baker, dude. There horror, you go. Horror God, dog. There you go. American Werewolf in London. Yeah, Ooh. please. If you if this is not uh, on your radar, watch this damn please movie. watch this this evening. Watch I mean, you are movie. not going to be disappointed. Get do some us, popcorn, some friends, a blanket, it's a whole fun. bowl of wax. It's fun. You're just going to be like, ooh. And I do like not most of the movies on this list, it holds up. It holds up. For sure, holds up. Number one, Mike G. What is your number one uh, hard cut or easy cut? Easy one? cut, man. This is the movie that got me into horror as a kid. Ooh. When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of horror films. As a little kid, mind you. Little Mike G. Little Mike G short pants couldn't handle it. Yeah. Too too scary. My mom 
wouldn't have it as having a son that can't watch horror movies because she loved horror movies. So she said, okay, how can I get him into horror movies? So she bought me Michael Jackson's Thriller to show me that it's fake and to show me how they did it. And Rick Baker was showed how he made the zombies and the makeup and, you know, uh, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. You know, ha, 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 ha. No Miramoto can resist the evening of the Thriller. And this newborns is, know what that is. <laughs> they they literally just came out of the womb two seconds ago, and they're like, "Thriller, Thriller, oh yeah, oh, yeah. we jammed to that last oh, Halloween. Yeah. That was good. It's a classic." <laughs> so this movie brought about all that because yeah. my mom wouldn't have it. Moonwalker? No. <laughs> Moonwalker was epic though. <laughs> Michael Jackson turned into that giant weird robot. Hey, it was Joe weird. Pesci. Hey, it's Joey Ladeo. Nobody knows about so Joey Ladeo. Yeah, tarantulas, so bro. But my movie is Jaws. Jaws. Opening scene. Oh, man. You talk about, you, you talked about dogs and like your fear of dogs, right? Oh. Some shit that could really happen. Like some shit that can really happen. A dog could run up on you and you're in a fight. It's not the scene, the ladies and gentlemen, for you real quick. We're like three miles from the Pacific Ocean. We live next to the Pacific <laughs> Ocean. All right. And we, I'm sure either of us have been in the ocean before many times. I have no desire to and deal with Jaws. This damn movie was beyond terrifying. Not because of what you saw, but what you didn't see. To set the scene, this is the beginning of Jaws. This is how you're introduced to this damn movie. Um, they're at Venice Beach or something. Yeah, Everybody's out, getting drunk, getting weed. high, yeah, having a good, good time. time. Yeah. yeah. Another one of those feel good Everybody's things. feeling good. Yeah, you know, the good, 70s, good stuff. Right? Homegirl whispers in her man's ear, Yo, we want to party over here, though. Time He's like, go. I guess I'm coming over here, it's though. time to go. It's time to go. Nice. Man. They're running towards the, sh- towards the shore. She's going to skinny dip, so she's just ripping her clothes off, right? Right. Which was racy for that film because it was like PG-13. I mean, that was that was early. Yeah, they didn't show anything, early. mind you, right. but it was no. really implied. Yes. He's like, are you going, what, what? Right? She gets into the water, and um, she's it's quiet still. You just see her body jolt. Oh, that little quick bob. Oh. And she just starts crying and screaming, and her body's being torn from left to right. You don't know how they're filming it because it's in a body of water. They can't have electronics down there. How are they doing it? She's trying to race towards the the little dummy and the, the little the bell in the water and all that. And you're just feeling for her because you're like, what's happening? Is this shark biting her ribs? Is it biting her, f- her leg off? What's going on? She's screaming for God to help her. And the last thing you see is her just dip hard as hell into the water and bubbles. God is not here today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that scared me. Yeah, man. Oh, and my That movie goodness. did not get any less my, frightening. I've always been like a high thinker. Like, I'm constantly overthinking. Yes. And that wrecked me for like, there in Universal Studios Hollywood, there was a giant Jaws that Absolutely. was hung up back in the day. I would not go near that thing as a kid. I would just start screaming and crying. Until it went away. Until my dad carried me off. When my dad didn't want me to bother him, he would put a toy shark on the chair where he was sitting. And whenever I would come over and be a little baby and come bother him, he would squeeze the shark toy. It would squeak and I would freak out and run away. My mom was like, I'm not having this. My child won't be this kid. Well, yeah, no. And she birthed the horror nerd that shown before you because of Jaws. Because of Jaws. Look at that. 
And ever since, I don't care who you are, after you've seen this movie, you step into the ocean, it tickles your brain a little bit. Look, all you step the, into a pool. All the marine biographer, bi- biographers, biologists out there, like, I get it. But if you're telling me you were not scared shitless every time you see a great white shark, what the f? What's is wrong more with primordial you? than a big shark that's going to eat you? What's more real? Like a dinosaur, bro. Again, that's what I'm saying, for like, like the second time, and you know what? I even no that, part of that, it's like I'm not afraid of a velociraptor just hopping through this window <laughs> and getting me. That's probably not going to happen. No, but if current... I go to the beach with like my little cousin, yeah, right now, we go to the beach right now. That right now. it could happen right now. Right get, now, get in a boat. You go could out. be in Jaws right now. I mean, we just there was just a shark shark attack uh, down the street. It's crazy, not too long man. Ago, like a week. How ago. many shots of there are just dudes fishing? And they just show a great white on the side of their boat, just without breaking the seal yeah, of no. water. You just see this like five ton killing machine. Terrifying, dude. Can't. I was in the my. I was in the toilet, sitting down on the bathroom like shark. Like it could just happen. This bad boy gonna crawl under the stall and get me. That is absolutely fantastic. I was like 13 years old at my friend's pool. Shark. Can't do it. Hard cuts, ladies and gentlemen, Hard or easy cuts, ones. Ladies and gentlemen. Be aware of the great white shark if you go in the ocean today. It's rough because it's real, guys. <laughs> you want to do a couple of uh, honorable mentions? mentions before we um, close this bad boy? I out? have two honorable mentions, and actually I have three honorable mentions, but they're oh, not man. exactly seeds. That's Vamp. Fun. No one talks about freaking Vamp. I love man. Vamp, dude. Vamp is amazing. Is that with David Bowie? It, it's like 1979, yeah. 80-ish, somewhere up in there. Thanks, Check out up, Vamp. Dude? I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, Number two, one of my favorite horror movie scenes is very first Poltergeist when the woman gets thrown up to the ceiling and oh, being yeah. thrown around the ceiling. And she is screaming, screaming, yeah. screaming. I get my baby. Check out Poltergeist. Poltergeist is a 1979, classic. 80. Fantastic. And my third scene is a tad bit more of an erotic scene which we did not hit today but i would be remiss if i did not mention uh brad pitt tom cruise interview with a vampire. vampire when they are sucking the life out of that chick from the 19 like the 1820s yeah. the bench yeah. you're like i kind of want to be a vampire. my lips are sweeter like, still like dude and that, they're just you could hear like them sucking on a straw gong 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 they leave her money me. It just Freaking sticks with me. Um, you know, I'd much rather be a vampire than a werewolf because oh, dude, at least you can like, control that. Like if, if the whole Yikes. werewolf thing that that looks painful. Nah, so, man. honorable mentions. All right, Here's I alluded to this honorable mention that got swapped out. Ah, so, the, the number three. The number three. Number three. Somebody, number three. Somebody, number three. The true number three. The Shin number three with the with the goat with the purple gi and the uh, goat hair. Uh, is night is night night of the living dead? Oh. The final scene where homeboy gets shot in the head. Oh, oh, put another one on the fire. Yeah, that was my number three because it was so messed up and so like that's not right. It made me mad. Like that's because I saw I got on night of the living dead when I was older. When I was like when I was like in college, you know what I mean? I was like that's not right. He survived. He deserves to be at the end of the movie. But that's the whole point, right? And I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about it, and it makes me think about. What you said about The Exorcist, it's not the scene itself. It's what we did to get up to that scene. Yeah, man. And it's rough. Yeah. The zombies siege, the building. I'm not going to go into it. But that's my number. That was my original number three. Another honorable mention, 
is um, the movie you mentioned earlier, but not on either of our lists. Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warrior. Ah, Dream Warrior, part four. The part is that, it three or four? I think it's three. Three, okay. Where the kid's veins get pulled out of his wrist and become oh, the puppets. Yeah. That scene gave me nightmares. Man, because there's crazy. right before it happens, Freddy turns into a doll. And yeah. he starts running around the room. And the kid's wrist split open. And his vein, and he starts walking with his wrist out. And, and everybody's like, what are you doing? Because people see him. And he's at the window. And you can see Freddy in the, in the clouds. Like doing little this. And he cuts the line. Yep. And the kid falls to his death. Gave me nightmares. It's a terrifying scene. Great scene. And one of those that has not been reproduced since. It's one of its kind. Yeah, man. And my last honorable mention was The Omen. Yep. Almost made mine. Almost made the list, man. The glass um, decapitation scene. Where the priest, where the guys, like, the the glass, it was like a, a, it was glass like on a truck or something. And it breaks and the glass slides and it cuts the dude's head off so perfectly that it spins. It's so nutty, dude. It's a fatality. It's, it's a Mortal Kombat fatality. Check out The Omen. I mean, you ever seen we, the Omen? we can do that all day. But, yeah. you know, little movies about little demon babies are generally are speaking. Respect, generally rough. Rough, man. This They're is the rough. original we're talking, not the remake. What's the Macaulay Culkin one, even? Uh, the, uh, the, the, good the Good Son. son. Terrifying. Rough. But terrifying freaking even, movie even like orphan orphan Nothing. rough movie and, dude. and i watch all of them i yeah. if, if there's a possession or what is your favorite since, since we're talking what's your favorite type of horror is it slasher is it that is so hard is it jump dude. scare is it uh, it's, it's gotta know, be psychological horror psychological horror i want the horror that's gonna mess with me after like a couple of days like session nine Oh, session nine, fantastic! Messes flick. with me. Fantastic flick. Um, on session nine, um, um altered states almost altered made my states. list. Uh, also fantastic. The Grudge. The Grudge jacked me up. Uh, Japanese The Grudge. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. on, ooh, ooh, just that, just that broke me. This, I, I had this so is, many, so many. You can go so on for a while. List. Uh, but this is our list. That's our it list. It would be a top 10 if we just listed them all, would it? No, it wouldn't. Man. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. So you have a watch list to go see. Thanks for having me on. Top Absolutely. 10 hard cuts. Top 10. Uh, top 10 horror death scenes of all time. Have a spooky Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Always be safe. Remember Always not to safe. drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Remember to check your candy, even though there's a 9 out of 10 chance anything is wrong with it. Oh, yeah. Check but your candy. Check your candy. Don't let your kids walk around by themselves. This is a 1985. You can't just do that anymore. Please. And like you said, don't drink and drive, especially if you're in a uh, metropolitan area where there's a cop every corner. This turned into a PSA. So a you want to close this out, Mike? <laughs> if you like spooky content like this and would like to uh, support our channel monetarily, as we mentioned earlier, please visit our Patreon. And you will be able to become a member at the solemn price of $1 a month or $5 a month. If you're feeling frisky and you can actually get more exclusive content and help out the channel so we can get bigger and better. And if you wanted to help us out in a non-monetary fashion, you can always leave a like, subscribe, please leave a comment. I've been, of course, your host, Mike G. I'm Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for having being on. I'm sure we'll talk with you again. And for this one, I'm going to say always look towards the spooks. Don't be afraid of the spooks.
Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.